Five. Uh, anyway, let's get this fucking shit going, man. Let me get my fucking energy up. I'm acting like this is I Hate Mondays, but it's not. This is a podcast about everything, so let me just get in the zone here. Starting this one off for several different reasons. Um, just because there's a lot of fucking things shaking up in the world right now. I'm seeing a lot of different conversations that are going on between men and women and responsibility and what lies in the black community when it comes to household and a number of things. Uh, I just seen Gang put out a tweet that had something to do with uh, similar situations. I've been watching podcasts like So The Thing Is and yeah, I don't really check out Kevin like that, but uh, I've seen him on the Joe Budden podcast and there's some things I want to talk about there. So we'll segue into that when I start talking about the Joe Budden podcast. But I figured this song would be fitting. It's one of my favorite songs of all times by Joe Budden. I'm going to end it out with Ordinary Love Shit Part 3 because I think that is a classic. I think all of these in this whole setting is a classic. It's OSL 1, 2, 3, and 4, and then you got songs like Where Did It Go Wrong on the the Moon Music series, which was really fucking instrumental in creating the guy that we know today. And uh, this dude, Joe, gets you through a whole lot of shit, man. He's almost like uh, the rap version of Chris Brown. Chris Brown gets guys through a whole lot of shit. But anyway, you know, sitting here listening to everything that's going on with, well, not everything, because I don't tune into him, but the whole Kevin Samuel situation, you, you see where shit can go wrong and that's the name of the song is is where did it go wrong and you kind of see it when you like when you're in it you don't see it you feel it you know you feel it some people go to therapy some people try to be their own therapist and work shit out themselves some people get time after time and not realizing what's being taken away from them each time 
they're given another chance or giving away another chance. Certain things are changing within that dynamic. You don't really see it until it's over and and hindsight being 2020 and you get to, you know, readjust situations in your mind, reality and expectation, you know, some of these bullshit mistakes and what could have been go hand in hand. And that's just fucking life. You got door one and you got door two. And then when you get deeper into it, of course, nobody really wants to take blame. Some people do well partly taking blame or even if you are one of those people who will take all of the blame, even that's unhealthy because majority of the time it isn't just one person's fault. And then there's no clear cut like definition or instruction manual about how things are supposed to go, how things should be turning out. I'm going to turn up this game. Sorry, guys. Hold on. It's a little low. Hopefully, I'm not going to peak now. But anyway, so I um, I sit here and, and every, everybody thinks there's some type of love guru. Everybody thinks they can give out relationship advice. And half of us are fucking too broken, too damaged to even be doing it. But because we've gone through probably similar experiences, we feel like we don't we, we can give out that advice. And hopefully you don't walk the same path. But. Nine times out of ten, most situations are different, and people try to tie shit in and and make it seem like they've gone through the same type of shit. Well, no. I can't really talk to my pops about situations that go on with me around my child's mother or whatever have you, you know, and, and expect to have the same outcome as whatever was going on in the fucking 80s and 90s. That's fucking ridiculous. The rules have changed. Women back then were playing hardball, and I understand it. A lot of men were taking a lot of responsibility as those guys weren't showing up. They weren't around, you know. You got a lot of stories where the kids were waiting by the windows and by the doors and shit and all of that good shit, (laughs) which was terrible with broken homes, and all of us kind of have trauma behind that. And then you go into situations now in 2020, and people are still trying to play old-fashioned games. It's like, no, I'm sorry. My parents, same as yours, are just completely outdated. And I'm not going to take advice from people who are lonely and depressed in their 50s and 60s. And they're just waiting to ruin somebody else's shit because they're miserable and can't keep anything together. No, no, thank you. I'd rather just try to wing this shit on my own because nine times out of ten, even though they mean well, they end up causing more damage. Because, I mean, what are they supposed to do? They're your parents, so they want to steer you in the right direction. But... Usually parents are pretty fucking biased. They don't understand the damage that their own kids are doing, so they don't have all the fucking sides to this story, which is very unhealthy. I will never want to teach my daughter to live her life that way. You have to try to get every perspective possible to get the best outcome, I believe, for my for yourself, right? Why am I going to cut you short at growing? Sometimes pain is necessary to grow. You can't shield your child from every heartache. Sometimes you just have to let them grow. And then you get the you get the kids out there, they're adults now. And you know, the parents is turning a blind eye to shit that they're doing. Next thing you know, you got grown ass people out here make I got these braces in. Childish decisions. <laughs> and now they're ruining other people's lives out there and you can care less. You don't care if they're elite, all the relationships are falling apart, falling by the wayside. You're not asking questions because now you're living your life as if you're your child's best friend. It's, com- it's completely maddening to me to see people live that way. It's, it's completely maddening to me. 
for, for at at some point I have to be my kid's parent, right? At some point I can't be their friend like that. We can't just chop it up about how your relationship and your nigga or whatever, dude. Like you you shouldn't even be entertaining this bullshit, but that just goes to show where you're at in life. That's how I see it, at least. That's just how I see shit. And on to more shit, it's like, huh. For instance, you're inside of a, of a relationship, and I, and I told you there's several different pieces of several different pieces moving in this whole situation. You know, you first, first of all, you got to understand your partner. You got to understand your spouse, and then everything that comes in that. You got work. You got issues with money. You got um, if you have a child or not, and what's going on with your partner and all of that that comes with them as well. They've got, excuse me. They've got jobs, they've got careers and businesses that they're trying to get off the ground. And sometimes a lot of that just doesn't align correctly. You get a, you get a separation there, you get a difference there. And I, I'm going to discuss something on my other podcast when I got my guest on there, because that's a more serious type of podcast right here. We just joke around a bit. I think I'm going to pose a question to say, are you willing to relive what your, your parents relived? Are you willing to just keep going through the cycle and through the motion because they didn't get it right and they're passing off bad lessons, I guess? I just always looked at it differently, I mean. But anyway, with all those missing pieces, with all those moving pieces and parts inside of that relationship, people are still their own individuals at the end of the day, right? And they and they have to be able to move how they want to move. They have to be able to to be who they who they want to be at that moment. They they can't continue to be who you need them to be. That person that was 5 years ago, you know? That person 5 years ago, they're 5 years removed from this relationship. And that's why I mentioned the chances that you give because each chance takes a, a toll on a person. Each time they have to put up a little guard that they would not want to do. They'd rather not do it to you, but they have to. So while you're wishing that this person, you know, five, ten years in the game is the person that you were in love with five years ago, well, things have changed. And you have changed as well. The differences are there, and you see it. I mean, you don't, you you know it's there, and you feel it, but you, but you don't know how to fix it, I guess. Is what you say. And then you get situations like this song that I, that was just playing at the beginning of the podcast. Where you're just sitting there going over all of this shit in your mind, right? And you're, and you're going over X's and O's and what could and what didn't and how did it happen. You go through maybe times where you weren't as attentive as you should have been. Or maybe that person wasn't as attentive as, it, as they could have been. There's a reason why people do the shit that they do, especially when it's inside of relationships or friendships. There's always a reason. Now, now when we get to this point where you're basically in the, in the, in the figuring it all out part, this is where we call people trying to get their own fucking closure, and they're just trying to go over shit, and then you end up inside of your head, and, and now you're painting pictures to hate this person, to make it easier to get over the process of going back out in, into this this big world, all right? And then you wind up not really getting along with that person that you either once shared a relationship with or you, you loved or whatever. And that's a terrible thing because somewhere in there, there's still something where you can be 
amicable. You can be polite. You can be cordial. And a lot of people don't like to deal with their exes because they had to go to that point where it was, if I don't create something, if I don't create this person out to be something, I'm never going to get over this. I need to get to a point to where when I see this person, I hate this person. When I think about this person, I only think about the bad shit. I'm going to use a buffer to get over this person, what they, what most people call a rebound. You know, very unhealthy shit. Now, I mentioned Kevin Samuels because now that conversation is a whole it involves this, but it gets a lot deeper because he's going all the way into childhood. Now, this might be an unpopular opinion for a man to say, but 70% of the shit that he says, I can find I can find fault in it. I'm just going to be honest with you. Then... There's a woman, Kevin Samuels, out there that's going to go hard for a woman the same way. And I'm going to still find around around the same percentage to be able to say, no, I think if you looked at it from an unbiased place, maybe you'd see things different. And that's the sad part is I'm sitting here watching opposing parties talk from biased standpoints and not realize that that's the whole fucking problem to begin with. (laughs) If everybody would sit back and just realize that I got my bullshit, you've got your bullshit, man or a woman, I've got to see things from a perspective. If I genuinely think I know women, or if women genuinely think they know men or a person like me, then take the personal out of it. Take your individuality out of it and do what you did in grade school if you you knew how to behave. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Now, you don't. I don't hear that coming from that man. I hear fault and blame and what can be bestowed on another gender. And, all right, there are points that he made that are valid. Sure, that's where we are. That's, that's, where, that's the madness that is today. That, that's the time that we're in right now. And he's posing on... All right, I'm going to Thanos this. This is how I see him. I got a quick solution for a problem that has been plaguing us for years and years and years. If he could, he'd snap his fingers and half of you motherfuckers would be gone. That's the mentality that I get from him. Now, I would like to go deeper and 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 dive right into Kevin Samuels and the ladies who also think like him, but for the ladies and get them on this fucking platform to be able to discuss and get my views off and be able to say, well, I get what you're saying, but can you maybe have an open mind to say, well, I don't know what kind of kids, you know, I'm not, I'll tell you this from my standpoint, because I don't like to bring in people's personal shit. I have a daughter. There's no way for me to think like a Kevin Samuels. And I have a fucking kid. I have a daughter. There's no way that I could subscribe for my daughter to be trained the way that he's saying that women should be trained to handle men in relationships. No. I'd rather for my daughter to be an individual like anybody else. Okay, some of these people, like, 
in the Hispanic cultures, in the Asian cultures, where the male is really dominant in the home and the structure of the family is pretty fucking straight and narrow. We don't really know. I don't. I can't tell you the struggle of a Hispanic. I'm a black man. I can't tell you the his, the struggle of an Asian because I'm a black man. But I can tell you what they what they talk about, how they don't want to go to their parents with shit, how they hide so much shit for them, how they handle themselves in the world, how passive they are. I can't tell you how um, Hispanics, you know, even though. This man may, what Kevin Samuel says, he'll stand outside of Home Depot and he'll go home with whatever, $50 in his pocket and his wife is going to have a meal for him and not talk to him like shit. Well, there's a whole nother aspect to that too. There's a whole nother trauma to what I don't even understand because I'm not Hispanic. I don't, I don't necessarily know if this woman dreams for a bigger and better fucking life and now she's got to just sit here and wait to fucking die, dude, just to serve this guy. No, fuck that. That's not the life I want for my daughter, dude. And if that's what he wants for his daughter, he's out of his fucking mind. I don't understand why you're giving him views any fucking way. I seen him say something to a woman. She mentioned that she was raped at 15 and then raped at 19. He totally flew over that shit and was like, nah, now see, this is what I want to say. Something about victimization and, and, and women just being, I'm like, you got to be a fucking joke to, to even be able to stand on that just to prove a point shows what type of individual you are. Now, that's what I see on YouTube. This is where I say you have to kind of see the forest from the trees. You have to know there's smoke and mirrors involved. You have to know that this is all a game. You have to know that this is all about money. You have to understand that he is, he does have a message. But a lot of motherfuckers spread a message that they actually don't believe in just because it's making them fucking money. So I know there's a difference between Kevin Samuels that I see on YouTube versus Kevin Samuels, the actual individual person. This guy is an intelligent black man. I can't take that shit away from him. I hear him. I, I, he makes a lot of fucking sense. I'm, all I'm saying is there's ways around the, his way of thinking. There's different views on his way of thinking. He, he doesn't allow that. And, and I know he doesn't allow that because he's smart enough to know. This window of opportunity is very fucking small before there's another lunatic going by another name who has the same ideals as Kevin Samuels. So I have to milk this why my name is hot. This is a smart man. Internet is used to stir up and get fucking idiots out of control. I need to be a puppet master. I have to be able to control this narrative it is very easy to manipulate the narrative with stupid people and I'm not calling any of you guys fucking stupid but you guys know the difference between a person trolling in the comment section you know when you don't want anybody to disrupt your peace on fucking Facebook or Instagram then why the fuck are you letting this dude do this to you now, the guys who want to go out there and live this type of lifestyle, that's a whole nother fucking situation. He knows what he's doing there, too. Now, I got a whole bunch of guys that will never in their fucking life be able to touch 
the type of women that they're going after just because they believe in these type of ideals. They have they just because they are going out there talking to women and behaving in this manner. Nigga, you're not 50. If you're 20 years old and you're going out there like this, and you're trying to dominate, trust me, you're 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 gonna be stagnant when it comes to relationship. You're gonna be able to cap at a certain broad. <laughs> he ain't gonna tell you that. Any anything else I will have to discuss with people on here because I would like for them. I guess to give their perspective because I don't want this this platform to just be my point of view. That's a disgusting thing to have. Like, yeah, it's cool that I can get on here and laugh with you guys and I can bullshit with you and joke around and we can laugh at my stories and shit. But there's a different guy behind this microphone. That's why I don't mind putting this shit out <laughs> because I'm going to let you believe what the fuck you want to believe. If I don't want to have a personal conversation with you, trust me, I'll give you this bullshit all day. All fucking day, just so you can make your mind up um, on a fight on a false idea of a person, a, a false idea of me. I'd rather you have a false idea of me than let you hurt me knowing the real me. Point blank, period. Because people are fucking wicked. Trust me, plenty of people I've known ten years, motherfuckers know my child, babysit, whatever, and really can't pinpoint who the fuck I am. And I like it that way because they've already showed their true colors. They show they're not for me. They show they're going to be biased anytime it comes from me. So guess what? You'll never know me a day in your life. I watch everything else, but you'll never know me. Ever. Going off on a tangent here. Let's get into some shit, though. I wanted to talk to you guys about all of the things that are happening this weekend. But first, before I do, I will get into um, one of my stories that I... Uh, Recently talked about on the podcast, I talked about going to the doctor's office, right? And going to the doctor, and, and, and I was just going to figure out the insurance. So they wanted me to meet the doctor and get my, you know, weight and height and all that, just to say that I've seen him. So when I actually do need to come there and visit the doctor for something serious, we've already made some rapport. We kind of know each other. So it comes to find out. I got some things going on, and I'm trying. To, I'm in the process of trying to do this whole baddie situation. I don't think girls should be the only people that can turn themselves into baddies, so I'm doing the, that whole thing there. And then um, it requires me to go ahead and get some labs done. And I'm like, okay, so here's the time. I told you guys, I'm not going to just deny getting doing things that I have to do, but I have to work myself up to it. And giving blood is one of those things. So I wasn't going to do it when he sprung it on me, but I did have to do it. I knew it was coming. So I go in there, they do all the good shit, EKGs, heart rate, find out I got a irregular heartbeat and all this other good shit, right? And then we get to the blood portion of this shit. So my, I'm already freezing cold. I'm chilling, right? Because when you cut weight and gain, when you cut and gain while you cut in bulk, body temperature changes, you're carrying less weight and shit like that, you're eating less, um, you get colder a lot faster. At least that's what I'm thinking is going on. So my toes and everything are cold, and I'm in this damn chair. She rolls up the right arm. She sees the needle. I see the needle. She pokes me. And my veins are pretty good because I work out, so I know she's going to hit a vein, right? And um, she starts to do it. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, this isn't so bad. She told me, hold my breath. Hold your breath and count to three. I held my breath. Boom. She got it in there. Not so bad. She starts to draw. And all of a sudden, it's going slower than normal. I mean, we're going on three-minute mark. 
and she's like, okay, something, you, you, it's moving pretty slow, so I'm going to need you to adjust your arm. So I adjust my arm, and then um, she tells me, like, yeah, it seems like you're really cold because your blood's moving slow. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm freezing right now. So we adjusted a little bit. Excuse me, guys. If I got any motorcycle guys that hear this podcast, um, you guys are fucking douchebags. I'm just going to tell you. It's no reason for you to be that loud. I did want one back in the day. Probably no less than three or four years ago. But you have to really be an intention whore if you just need to have something like that going on. <sighs> anyway, it ruins my podcast. And that's probably why I hate you guys even more. But you guys, I don't know if you think you're really cool on those things. But you're not. No, I shouldn't say that. It's a lot of bike clubs out here. I'm not ragging, dude. I'm just saying Sometimes the noise is just a little bit irritating. It's like you want to play play your music too while you're blasting that loud thing. Pick one or the other. Dude. Either either let the pipes roar or play the fucking what does that do? Art LeBeau jams as you drive past. But don't do both, please, please. It's like I don't give a fuck about nobody. Kids, babies, sleep. You know, nah, fuck that. I'm a douchebag on my motorcycle. You're gonna hear me for the next ten minutes or ten seconds, whatever it. Anywho, yeah, so the blood drawing was uh, pretty, pretty fucking cool. No, it wasn't cool, but I did tell her. I was like a little, like a, like a little lad. I looked her in her eyes, and I was telling her, like, I, you have no idea how fucking frightened I was coming to do this. And she's like, well, you surely didn't seem nervous at all. Like, I wear a good poker face. I just know if it has to get done, I'm going to do it. So I just worked myself into a mode to get shit done. But I said, but you didn't hurt me. <laughs> it's, it's like she popped my cherry. It's like I was a virgin. I had to admit it. I felt so special. She was so gentle. I, I just whispered to her. I said, look her deep in her eyes. We were already close. I didn't have to get invade her space. And I you, but you didn't hurt me. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I've got issues. I've got big issues. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so much on this list that I don't want to talk about right now. And I'm looking at it as I'm laughing. I know I, I want to talk about Paul Pierce, but I'm going to get my, uh, my homie on here to talk about that. I want to talk about George Floyd, but... I need a couple people to talk about that shit with too. And it's only because I just want to give you guys a range of perspectives. Different, what everybody feels different in this life. So I may have a range of emotions that vast very differently from what you felt about the verdict. Even though we probably are both happy about the outcome, you might be overjoyed that the conviction was there. All right, now, shit, he's been convicted. I want more, though. That's what I want to explain. I've seen them convicted. I, we've seen this happen. But where's the, I want to see the time. I'll be happy when I see what the fuck he gets, what he has to serve. I want to know what he's going to serve. Don't give me a conviction. He walks out. It's all dramatic. America's happy. It's the fucking breaking news. And then... Fucking two weeks from now, whenever they sentence this guy, he's get, he gets four years. Nah, buddy, that's not going to rock. He can't just do 10 years. That's not going to rock. He's got to do a life term. I want to accept anything other than that. So right now, yes, I am happy we actually got the sentence done or, or the verdict of guilty. But I need the sentencing now. And that's what I mean by perspective. 
Now, what if I was just to get on here and be like, oh, I'm so happy that he got the, that he was found guilty. And then I start talking about everything else that you guys know. And I just lay out everything that we've seen for months and months and months now. And then that's it. I'd rather say, hey, man, let's give you something to think about. Here's the think piece. We've seen this shit time and time again. I'm going to need to wait for the sentencing before I am happy. And then after the sentencing, I'm going to need a large group of people to understand that shit's about to get rough for a minute. Because the biggest gang in America likes to take it back in blood. I'm just going to be honest. Y'all knew how, y'all know how they was tripping when Obama got in. Right? Y'all, you, you know how they was acting when OJ got set. So, I want to have that conversation. I want to have people on that are going to talk about more than what we just seen. So don't be mad at me when I say I'm not going to talk about it right now. It's only because I want to get the best out of the fucking art. I want to get the best out of this this episode or the podcast or the, or the show, whatever you call this shit. So yes, we will eventually talk about this. And I don't care. I don't have to do things in the time frame of what people say. No, I don't think a man's death is limited to a small uh, 15 minutes of fame. No, I don't care if I talk about this two months from now. George Floyd and this conviction will be something, a staple for me until I'm dead and gone. I'll be able to have this conversation for years to come. I'm sorry, millennials. I'm sorry, socialites. I'm sorry to the, the, the microwave era of once the information goes cold on the time feed on the timeline is no there's no longer a need to talk about it no i don't deal like that this is a man's life i'll be able to talk about george floyd until the day i go that's how i rock with it anyway there is some drama in the jbp on the joe button podcast looks like rory and maul are off look i'm not gonna really i know there are a lot of haters out there i am not one of them i love Everything about the Joe Budden podcast, as I said before, Joe Budden is my favorite rapper. Um, top five, got Fonte in there, we got Blue in there, um, shit, a couple others, but don't have to name them all because it's not what I'm talking about. But anyway, I have grown to love Maul and Rory the same fucking way. And I also uh, love Ice and Ish, you know, because they give a... a it seems like when Ice and, and, and Ish are there, they give a more grown perspective. It's like what I'm doing with the two podcasts that I'm running concurrently. This show is geared more towards all of the other shit that's going on, like the young people and all this shit you see on this motherfucking, on this photo of this podcast. But the other show is more geared more towards fucking adults, right? The same thing here. When I got Ish and Ice on the show, I get more of an adult feel. And when I got Rory and Maul on, it feels more of a, like a party. Like these guys really hang, like they're homeboys and they really kick it and chop it up like me and my friends do. It's a really interesting take here. And I'm also a friend of the show. I, I subscribe to the Patreon. So I'm really invested in what's going on here, especially knowing the plight that Joe is after and just trying to make it better for us creators and this podcasters out there. So uh, I definitely watch and support. With that, though, this seems to be very, very personal. That's what I can't tell you because two, for two guys to leave at one time and for it not to be about money, this seems, it gets, it piques your interest, right? It's like, all right, so what's really going on? And then 
nobody's saying anything, which they shouldn't. This is how you should handle things, especially when you're a public figure. You just can't expose your business like that because what you guys fail to realize is these we all know they're homies. If they get out there and start talking to each other and start putting each other's business out, these niggas see each other on a weekly basis. They spend hours of a time together. Before this, they were still fucking friends. If you start letting out the family secrets on public just to strangers, if I'm the person that's waiting to do business with you, I don't want to. I no longer want to do business with you because I see how you do the people closest to you. I have no reason to do business with you. I don't know if we go through a bad business deal and you start airing out my DMs. And I'm in a position where that can't happen. You know, it's sort of like the uh, the escorts out there. Like you got the escorts that'll go out there and get mad when something doesn't go their way, and then they start blowing up this guy's whole fucking business. His family now knows his his wife is in the situation now, and they start putting out what he likes sexually and shit like that. Said no go. So then you'll see that high profile escort is just completely vanished. She, she's banished from the game now. She can't get with any basketball players. She can't get with any rappers, anything like that, because. Still, even though this is, I mean, I'm talking about escorting here, but this is still a business and you're not keeping your shit under wraps like we signed the contract. I know that sounds bad to say, <laughs> what the fuck, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You're going to get people who are going to blackball this escort. Happens all the fucking time. I come here because I think that I'm paying for a service and we enjoy our time. I don't expect this shit to get back to the masses. <laughs> it's how this situation is looking like for me. What it does show me is even through their bullshit, these guys are extremely loyal to each other. So I'm going to allow these guys the time to work it out. I think that's what everybody that are, that are close to them is doing. I think Ish and Ice, I think everybody kind of knows. And Parks as well. I think everybody kind of knows like, yo, as long as we hold it down and we show that we're still supporting what they built. It's not like they're just supporting Joe being there. They're supporting what they built. They meaning Parks, Rory, Maul, and Joe. And that's some stand-up shit. So every week you see these guys in those chairs, they're saying, we're saving your fucking seat. We're keeping it warm for you guys. I don't even think that the podcast continues once Rory and Maul, if they decide to go on and everybody decides to go, to go their own way. I don't think Joe keeps the Joe Budden podcast intact. I mean, he's already got a network. I think he just recreates something else at that point because that's just what creators do. If it's not the same feel, there's no reason for me to be here anymore. Everybody's going to know it's different. You've got a whole high for both of these individuals. And why would I even want to fucking fight that? There's no reason. There's, there's, Seasons for moments for reasons. So if this moment is is if this is this is the last one, then that's all we have. And that's it. That's it. That's all. That's all we get. And you go on to something else. People didn't know what the fuck. We thought we was going like, what was going to happen? To everyday struggle, right? Now I left and I didn't watch it anymore. But that's what happens when you continue to show. People choose to say, nah, this is a little bit too different. I have nothing against Wayne or anything like that. I watched a couple episodes, but the feel of the show is different. And as a creative, once you get something and it actually worked, and now you have to change that formula, and it no longer tastes the same, you know how people be like, yo, my, go ahead and change McDonald's fries. Watch how many customers they lose. Once the ingredients changed, there's no reason to continue with it. It's just no reason to do it. Not as a creative, because you can create something better or something entirely different. But at least you don't have that stigma 
of it's not what it used to be. That's what you want to steer from as a creator. You don't want people to be able to hold that shit over your head. Sorry about that. It's going to sound like a big level change. It is what it is. I had to stop for a second and record because I was out mingling and trying to discover some stuff in Los Angeles, trying to figure out where this podcast is going to end up at. I definitely want to keep it in beautiful Los Angeles, California, but ain't no telling because California is super motherfucking expensive, bro. It just super is. So it is what it is at the end of the day. You guys are here that journey. Maybe you won't. It's um, a hell of a task to get by. But anyway, we're on that Joe Button situation with the Joe Button podcast with Rory and Maul and Ice and Ish and Parks being involved and being left there to hold down the fort while everything is getting situated or, you know, they try to iron out the differences if it happens, if it happens. But anyway, uh, I won't stay on it because I feel like it's a personal matter. I don't think, I mean, even though they talk about the same type of shit. Like if we see somebody in turmoil, you know, and it's public, podcasters, it's free game for podcasters. But um, I think I touched on it enough the way that I wanted to touch on it. I think people need to understand that. Yeah, a lot of people like drama. A lot of people like the mess. But obviously, these dudes are grown. They're not trying to give you that. And this is how you should handle situations when it's in-house. Because you guys still want to be friends. You got to still keep the relationships intact. Even if this is just business. Look, guys, it was seven fucking years of gold. What the fuck can you say? Ups and downs. You guys did something. You changed the game. Then that's how you should look at it. And I'm quite sure a lot of them are looking at it that way. They're probably just weighing their options. But that's where I'm going to leave it, dude. It is what it is. And um, I hope to see the boys back in town because, you know, you got a lot of people. I just seen a meme that said, um, Yazing... Most deaf, man. I think it's Yasmin B or I forgot. Yasmin B. I forgot what he changed his name to. And that's no disrespect because I, I, I most deaf is a phenomenal artist, dude. He's one of the best out there. Fucking bar for bar. You can't you cannot have most deaf and not be in your top 20. But anyway, him, Talib Kweli and Dave Chappelle are coming out with a podcast, dude. And they said, fuck, they're, they're rounding up the Avengers to get Joe the fuck up out of here. So I hope that um you know, that the, that the boys get it together because I don't even look at it as competition. I look at it as more fucking content and more ways for creators to become great because we all take pieces from each other. We all see a little bit of what we do and be like, yeah, that looks fly right there. I like that type of situation or that setup they have going. So it's just more for a creative to, to just see and, and, and to be able to see this actual genre flourish the way that it is and to be able to hear conversations between Mostef, Talib, fucking Dave Chappelle and Joe and the shit he brings with Rory and Maul and Parks and all of that shit. Man, I gotta give a shout out to Parks too. I be I can, I think a lot of us sometimes be um acting like Parks don't do his death thing. Parks is hilarious with the Atlas behind the mic. I look forward to hearing Parks all the time. So that whole fucking formula they got going works, man. Um I just like it. That's it's a really good look. But yeah, I hope I hope that we are able to see all of these podcasts at the same time. And it doesn't have to be how hip hop was, where it's like one gets to shine and you have to wait until the next one. It's like, why can't it all make sense? It could all be so simple. <laughs> but you'd rather make it hard. Lauren Hill, you guys have to know that. I know I'm not on that on, on my own. Yeah, man. But here's a little thing I'll say and end it on this. I say all of that to say. In basketball, there's a saying. 
basketball can be lit. It could be the Warriors out there setting records and Clay Thompson and Steph and LeBron killing it with AD and Dame Lillard out there in Portland and the the Nets with KD and fucking and uh, Kyrie Irving. Like all of this shit could happen. Don't I'm not gonna forget the young boys out in Boston. Yes, there's a whole lot of shit going on, but at the end of the day, you will never hear a player not say the league is just in a better place when the New York Knicks are winning, right? And then a, a lot of sports fans, casual fans, will say, well, who gives a fuck? We're still going to see the finals. We're still going to see good basketball, and it's because why wouldn't you want more competition in the big markets, in the large markets? This makes the game better. The competition is better. It gives the youngins something to look at, to, to forward the game, to progress, to see that all of this could be big. All of this could be as huge as it once was. But anyway, I'll leave it there, dude. I know I get a little preachy sometimes, um, and I'll just go over and, and segue into some more because it's... Going, it's got me thinking about some of my own situations. And I got to a point, dude, where I just had to be alone. And you realize as we get older that why older people only deal with their family. You don't really notice that until people get really fucking volatile and wicked when they get older. Because they're starting to see where their feet are going to set. You know, they're starting to see where this life is going to lead. They're starting to see that they're fucking, they're reaching their, their glass ceiling. And if they don't have the type of drive or ambition that you have and the type of belief in yourself, man, it's poisonous. So I got away from people that, look, take it how you want to. I had to stop hanging around people who secretly hated me, dude. That shit's not cool. And then they say this. Oh, it's it's friendly competition, or you motivate me, or some shit like that. And it's like, nah, you ain't giving off those type of vibes. You don't give me a, hey man, that shit that you did was a good look, or that podcast episode was fly. It's like, no, you peep in, you go into my stories, you see when I move, and then you move. No, man, <laughs> you seek really hate me, dude. There's a thin line between hate and, and admiration. And I had to get away from those type of people. I'm going to talk about this shit on I Hate Mondays as well because it goes deeper than that. It's Sometimes it boils into the relationships, you know, like spouses be on that type of shit. And it's fucking, it's crazy to me because you really do. If you don't watch it, you care about these people and you think they have your best interests at heart and they don't. They're all for self too. They're watching. They're watching the take, you know. They're watching to just go on and see exactly what the fuck they can do. And then when you move, they cannot they cannot move because they think you're watching them. They're like, shit, if I don't do something, it's going to feel like I'm not moving. I don't give a fuck what you do. Ever. Ever, dude. You know, as long as it's got nothing to do with me or mine, as long as you're not trying to harm me or mine, dude, you go ahead and rock out. You can go sit at home. You can watch your business dwindle down to nothingness. I'll never bring it up. I will never put that shit or throw it in your face. Nothing. I don't care. Maybe you just decided to part ways with that business. I don't know. It's not my business, but I can tell you this. I'm not going to hang around you just to try to discourage you. Or try to fuck up your plans. Or say I'm going to do something when I'm not. Like, I'm not doing none of that shit. And, and it's smart because the podcast, the Joe Budden podcast, must keep rolling. And I see that shit and I'm like, it's the same deal here. And I told you guys. Well, I didn't tell you guys. But on my other podcast, I got 
um, a rotation of seven hosts. Two down already, baby. That's how it works. I don't. Everybody gets one. It is what it is. You'll get the opportunity. And once I see you on some fuck shit, bro, it is. I'm all right. We can still be friends, but this is not going to work because it doesn't feel like you even give a fuck to even be on. Is what I'm saying to you. Got to get away from that type of shit. Hey, man, it's no hard feelings. It's just we are in two different places in life, maybe, which is which is absolutely cool as well. But I don't play this creative shit. I, I do this shit. So if you're going to sit here and waste time, my G, it's not, it's not, it's no hard feelings. It is what it is. Let's keep it moving. And maybe next time, maybe on another venture, it is what it is. But I done done this once before, and I don't have a problem with telling you it's not going to work with us now. Right? Correct. And then I ran across a meme this morning, and I'm like, that is fly, dude. It, it does make a lot of sense. It's not like we all don't know it, but. You got to be careful around people because manipulation can feel like a form of love off top. Now, there's two ways to look at that. I told you guys where there's probably a couple ways to look at it, but it's going to be two ways that I'm going to focus on today. And sometimes you have people who don't understand or they don't realize that they have this skill of manipulation. Right. They just they're just being them. And because this person may have lived a certain type of life, the person I'm saying, <clears throat> that feels like they're being manipulated, they have a different perspective of how someone should treat them. And that's why we had the conversation on the other episode where I said, you have to teach people how to treat you. Because if you don't, then yeah, a lot of shit might feel like manipulation to you. When this person that is doing the manipulating or quote unquote manipulating was raised a totally different way. And this might just be the way that they project love now this is totally different from somebody actually fucking doing it now people will manipulate you because they know you love them and people pray off of that shit so they'll take you through everything because you said it i'll never leave i got you for life i believe in you and people pray off that especially when they're pieces of shit (laughs) pieces of shit people prey on people like that because they can't, they don't give a fuck about love no way. Love ain't never got them nowhere, so why do they care to even have it? Loyalty goes into that as well. And you start to realize that these people are those type of people because once the situation is over with, maybe months, years, they want to come right back to you. They can't get that feeling from nowhere else. Well, you got to be smart enough to say, no, I'm not going to let that back in my life because I already know you don't know how to love your manipulator. I can't believe you. I can't trust you for shit. You're for self. It doesn't matter what the past was. The past with manipulators, they use the past a lot as almost like deposits. Hey, I was the first one to say I loved you. Hey, I was the first one to take you to, to this spot or... I was the one to to take you on a trip. I took you on a cruise. And then after that, after those deposits, after those big moments, five fucking years of bullshit, of total chaos, and they're still riding on that credit from the first two years, the honeymoon stages, right? No, man. Get the fuck out of there. (laughs) You are in a total situation of manipulation in this person and the people around them Especially the ones who raised them are going to have their back because they learned this shit from somewhere. They're manipulators too. 
Look at their surroundings. They're in the same space as the person that's manipulating you. Nine times out of ten. Thought it was interesting to point out. So I will talk about George. I'm not George Floyd. I won't talk about George Floyd. I got a couple people to talk about that with. Some some intelligent people to talk about that. But I will talk about Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce, you did your damn thing, dude. You said... (laughs) I'm out of this fucking contract. That's I hope people seeing that shit. Like, he's not. He didn't just get on live purposely. I mean, um, accidentally and was like, "Yeah, I know I'm signed to ESPN, and ESPN is owned by Disney. <laughs> so I'm about to put these strippers on here. We about to fuck. I'm about to look crazy as fuck. I'm high as hell. I'm drunk. We drinking these bitches out here twerking on the floor. I don't give a fuck who sees it. I know it's kids that follow me. I'm Paul Pierce." And I'm and I'm legendarily known in Boston of all places. Boston of all places. These white folks ain't about to have that. And he knew it. He wants out of this fucking bad deal. Whatever the fuck was going on, if they were trying to pigeonhole him, if they said that he couldn't be himself, if they were if the money wasn't gonna align right, he did exactly what he needed to do to get on from that deal. That's what happened. Bottom line. That's all I see is no mistake. He wasn't trying to uh, be Tory Lanes or some shit and fuck around and do the whole demon time shit. No, he's, this is just a guy who found somewhere he must have been talking to his homies. I was like, we can get you out if you really want out. <laughs> like, there's no censorship on IG Live, bro. So if you want to go, if you really want to go on a bang, America's going to see it. And he did it. And I'm sure he's going to land somewhere just like Jamel did. You know, there's there's Fox out there. There's a whole bunch of places where people can actually talk about sports and it be productive um, and of value. You know, half of us, majority of us are liking majority of a lot of our content. Is, we like a, a majority of our content to come from the YouTube, man. I watch Up, Up and Smoke. I am athlete, like uh, hot boxing with Mike. Like I watch all this shit. I don't give a fuck to turn on ESPN. I got, I got the highlights on my phone, but I don't give a fuck to really listen to the play-by-play from Paul Pierce. No, man, if you feel like you can be yourself somewhere else and you might get you might get your fucking target audience and that audience might just be me. But because they aren't letting you be Paul Pierce, I don't know that, you know, I might really fucking fuck with Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is from Inglewood. He's from where I'm from. But I've never got that vibe. And I guess maybe he's trying to transition into that. Like, look, dude, this is what the fuck I do. I seen that. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, man. You, I knew it was something about Paul Pierce. who just said, dude, I'm a straight I'm a straight thoroughbred. I mean, we all know about the incident when he was uh, fresh in Boston and he got poked up and all that shit, but that was a bad situation. And he came out and still ball. You got to have respect for him. It's just I didn't have a lot of respect for him because he was on Boston and I was a Lakers fan. So, <laughs> death to the infidels, off with their heads. But now that that's no longer, hey, man, go on there. Go. You see what these boys is doing. You see Matt Barnes. You see Stat 5. You see Brandon, you see Chad, you see all these dudes, you see Fred, you see all these dudes, man, and they're being themselves. And if you can add to that and create and own your own content while doing it, Paul Pierce, stand-up job, fuck them. (laughs) I wasn't about to say fuck the D-word because I never know what happens with me, but I'm just saying fuck them, all right? You got my fucking support. I'll tell you that, dude. Um, And I have no fucking quarrel with the way you did it. I mean, you probably could have no. Contracts are binding. There was going to be a hard. It was going to be hard press for you to get out of there just by talking and being a civilized businessman. 
you're going to have to just be you. And in these times, it really doesn't matter. Somebody's still going to take a chance on him. As long as he has that conversation with him, like, hey, this is what it was. And then the person on the other side of the business to say, well, before you get to that point, we can always work something out. I know they probably weren't doing that over there with you, but if it gets to that point where you're just that unhappy, maybe we can change creative direction or maybe we can find a way that makes sense for both of us to leave and, and part ways. Well, let me just stop cursing for a second. I stopped messing with the pig, y'all. My breakfast now considered turkey bacon. I'm really, really going to clean this go out. I'm trying to put on at least 10 clean, and we go, we'll see where that goes. But cooking turkey bacon is a little different. I haven't done it in a couple years, and that shit cooks weird, like pretty fast. But you like, it doesn't take much to get the heat where you need it to be. And I fucked around and was trying to get this this podcast completed and totally forgot. I had that shit in there for about 15 minutes. I put it in the oven. And that shit is, like, blue-black. <laughs> but unlike pork, it still tastes kind of good. But I had a couple slices left, so I put that. I'm going to mix the two, a couple burnt pieces <laughs> with um, a couple pieces that actually are uh, the right type of texture. Um, but, yeah, I stopped messing with that, that uh, pork. I will probably mess with it if it's, like... A rarity, like it's a nice dish, but I am completely done with pork altogether. Now, if I can just shake the beef, I love steaks, but the red meat is different. Everybody likes a good burger, but I don't mind a chicken burger or a turkey burger. Those are actually pretty damn good and comparable, but it's the steak, man. The steak is what kills me. I need a good steak. A good ribeye is amazing. A good porterhouse is amazing oh my god so yeah that again maybe the beef too i'll probably i'll probably just <clears throat> steer away from that unless i really 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 want to have a steak uh chicken breast is all i'm dealing with when it comes to chicken but i guess the end route the end goal for me is yeah so the end goal is to um become a pescatarian um for those who don't know it's just pretty much someone who doesn't eat meat but they still eat fish and that's fine with me. I probably still eat shellfish as well. But I'm quite sure once I say this, somebody's going to be like, hey, man, you're talking about the pescatarian stuff. I was trying to try that, too. It's like, no, you weren't, dude. You just won't admit that you watch every move I do. <laughs> and somehow you make it up in your mind that that was something you were also planning to do as well. Well, just do it. How about when you see me and I'm doing it, you just say, I'm doing it, too. Don't tell me what you're going to do when I'm expressing it too like don't do that just do it just do it i don't need to hear that anywho dude i think it's gonna call i think it's gonna be good for me i think um there are great health benefits behind it who who knows i'm only going off of you know data and research but everybody's different everybody's body is different and i don't even know if i'm going to last because i said i like a good steak thing about it is i don't have to eat much it doesn't take much for me i'm already not a junk food person i don't eat sweets i think the worst thing i got going is the red bulls is pretty much like my kryptonite, I got to stay away from Krispy Kremes too. But that's usually a certain season where I have that itch. But yeah, typically my vice is um, a Red Bull because I just got to get that energy from somewhere, dude. Just have to. But yeah, man, I had burnt that goddamn bacon and um, this Mortal Kombat just came out. And I wanted to save it. I wanted to do this. I wanted to watch the movie and then come back and talk to you guys about it. But it's cool. 
I'll just do another pod and we'll talk about it. I know Brandon will be up for that one, so I know he's gonna watch it as soon as he watches it. Me and him will be on recording that, and we'll go, we'll knock out some more shit for uh, four years. Well, but he's got some interesting topics for the other podcast. We were talking about it while we were working out. He's got some grown man shit to get off his chest, so we'll do that. But for the other podcast, for this one. We're going to get down on this Marvel shit. We'll talk about uh, what's going on with DC. We're definitely going to talk about this Mortal Kombat movie because we've both been watching it, waiting for it. Trying to get past this goddamn plane. <laughs> Beautiful Los Angeles, California, man, I tell you. We, it is home, boy, I tell you. Scandalous city with scandalous individuals who can't make a dime unless it has something to do with some type of scam, but this is the city where I come from. I just wish we had stand-up individuals here who weren't all for the goddamn schemes and scams. But that's what it is. A fucking a collective of lowlifes are in Los Angeles. And at a time, I was one of them as well. But you got to grow up at some point, man. You have to. Anyway, dude, I hope you guys enjoyed it, dude. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And I just want everybody to know, everybody goes through shit, okay? It's about how you come up out of it. Just keep smiling, keep shining, and keep doing your damn thing. And um, everybody, here's a great, even more great advice. Don't let anybody pigeonhole you. Be yourself, even if it means hurting somebody in the process. If the person really loves you, they'll let you be you. That's just what it is. At the end of the day, sometimes things don't work. And that's just where we, that's just where it lies, man. But if you're really grown and if you really tell somebody, if you really love somebody, appreciate them for who you knew them to be, you have to allow that person to be happy and move on in their chapters of life y'all chapters are over with so don't fuck around and end up hating people because it takes so much energy out of you you know it doesn't have to be that type of situation at the end of the day you don't want anybody to stop you from being you please please people we're all just humans out here we're all just winging it we're all just doing the best we fucking can i hope you guys enjoyed this fucking episode i'm not going to go with the usual calling card i'm going to let joey end this one because because i really i really do enjoy this song but a lot of us go through some of the same shit and these these words kind of hit right at home Said you be with Jennifer the whole time, but you probably didn't think that I would call. 
caller. She said she ain't seen you since you landed, and for days she been blowing up your phone like a stalker. And all I could do was laugh at myself as I thought, wise old girl sucking off Derek Ward. Fuss said we was making it right, but you couldn't. Was on the phone, I said Skype, but you wouldn't. The puzzle starts coming together, and it's brutal. Won't Skype, Gmail, chat, won't over. The whole time I'm noticing you acting unusual, and I can't figure out who the fuck you being true to. Said the Wi-Fi was down in the telly. But you ain't say you was at hotel, his house looking like a groupie. Or maybe I misunderstood when you said y'all two was making a movie. Looking at the shit, pal, I stepped in again. And to top it off, your whole ass is pregnant again, not again. I've been through the world, so I suck it up. It's less about the lie, more about the cover-up. So you busted, but you adding to the friction. Cause you deny it all, but you do it with conviction. So you talking to me real disparaging So what attitude coming off arrogant If I wanted a trophy wife, then you could be But all it looked like is that you written out pussy Less about you, nah, you ain't the one You grown, you got choices, I'm worried about your son That's what got me up being an insomniac Little nigga can't control how his mommy act As for me, I'm trying to flush you out my system So I counter by filming all my sexual encounters Mentally not there while I'm screwing And I only keep going cause that's what you're doing I'm trying to see how it's done, how's it possible? Enough to put a weak nigga in a hospital. Staring at one ex talking about another. But this one would kill if it meant I wouldn't suffer. But she's taking little shots, I'm getting ridiculed. Cause all she complained about, I went and did with you. Said she knew it wouldn't last when I lived with you. She not your type, she ain't got the right hips for you. So you try to take something for pain, it don't work. You still feel it all, the Novocaine don't work. Nope, so we good. I don't let it get me down. Not a pussy that good, no city that round for anything to work y'all trust is a must and i learned gotta let a mutt be with a mutt so i did that bitch you know this shit